When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ah, Zach, can you smell it? A smell? Smell what? We're finally here. We've arrived. I can name the top ten things that I smell right now. I bet none of them are on your list. We are we are at the peak of the mountain. Dogs. The air is very clean. Coffee. And we can smell. This is an odd mountain. Two movies that are both above ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's where we oh. are. Oh, oh, is that where we are? It's good. Yeah. Look, uh, I like it up here. Can we stay? Can we never leave this I... place? I Ever? wish that w- w- we can't. No. But we may have to venture down at some point, so we may as well spend time here. We've been mostly in the Grand Canyon of down in the bottom of hell. Yeah. <laughs> watching movies. So it's nice to be able to leave there for like five minutes. And uh, thank you, the listener, for joining us. This is Oldie But A Goodie. This is the podcast where uh, every every week we look at what came out this week back in the year of 1984. It's the first week of March. These two films that we're talking about came out first mm. week of March. My name is Sandro, joined as always by the co-host to end all co-hosts. Wow. Zach. That's a that's a title I haven't had ever actually. No. It's a good one. It's because you do murder all the other co-hosts. I yes. try to get another one on and you just end them. Yes. Well, it's your own fault for trying to get a new one. They That's deserve it. They will uh, we're the talking point. about Repo Man this week, but we're also talking about Spinal Tap, which we'll talk about more up the top. But if you're here, just listen to Repo Man. Check out the description. There'll be like a time code that you can skip to. Mm. But both very good movies. Yes. Yes. I, well, very interesting movies. That's for sure. Yeah. The the plot of Repo Man is still trying to worm its way into my brain, and my no. brain is still fighting it with all its goddamn might. I feel like after watching Repo Man, everything else I've watched has just felt dull and yeah. disinteresting. Absol- that movie... Absolutely. It opened up sections of my brain that I wasn't expecting to be open at this point. Yep. In the year. Like, usually I'm like, ah, yes, here we are. October. It's time for some weird alternative movies. You don't want that in March. Yet mm. we got it in March. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say you're, you're, Repo Man has opened up your mind to uh. see into the future and the past for them to come together to make the ultimate movie that doesn't make any sense why it has a <laughs> sci fi aspect what why is there punk rock why does he punch his friend what is happening i don't know but i enjoyed it so that's what matters but before we get into repo man which we are doing the full synopsis review for let's first talk about spinal tap this is spinal tap oh and the other two options for this week were uh against all odds jeff bridges is like you 
find my girlfriend or something. I don't know. He's like a mobster. I don't know what's going on there. It's, mm. it's not very good. Either is Harry and Son, Paul Newman movie about him trying to be a writer and doing a bunch of odd jobs and his son's like, you're not good at this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is Spinal Tap. Very good movie. Incredibly good movie. Um, Of course, the classic uh, mockumentary, one of the first mockumentaries that made it into the public eye. Mm. Quite it a really, popular um, It really turns up the quality mm. uh, for, for movies out there. In fact, it's inspired uh, other movies to, to turn it up yeah. uh, to the highest quality. The highest yes. quality, obviously, being 11. I'm not going to get into too many details about it, but I've got a couple things. Mm. Mainly that it was released March 2nd, just like Repo Man. It's directed and co-written by Rob Reiner, who has done Stand By Me, uh, When Harry Met Sally, The Princess Bride, A Few Good Men. He's also uh, playing the director of the documentary in the movie. Mm. Um, He wrote it alongside the three main cast members, that being Christopher Guest, who plays Nigel, the guitarist. Michael McKean, who plays David, the vocalist, and Harry Shearer, who plays Derek, the bassist, uh, mm. who wears glorious clothing. His clothing was That's phenomenal. Great. It's like a caveman. It was right up your alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd wear everything he wore. Absolutely. Uh, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score of 92%. 7.9 out of 11 on IMDb. Oh, right. Was that rated out of 11? Yeah. Huh. That's yeah. funny. Um, it is considered one of the best movies wow. of 84, as well as one of the best comedies of the 80s, and one of the best comedies of all time as well. It's mm. on all the lists. Yep. Um, cost $2 million to make, which is surprisingly high, I thought, but I guess you got to, like, rent out theatres and get all the the staging yeah. done so it makes sense honestly two million for a movie budget that's pretty reasonable what do you think it made though what if oh jeez a hundred mil made about a fifth of that a fifth oh wow <laughs> yeah five million. Five mil hey that's still profit uh yeah i mean they made their money back um yeah. and then they made a bunch more on vhs like it was yeah. one of those films that took a while to get popular but when it did yeah, yeah, yeah. steam no, no, no. train it's good out of out of the two movies, Sandro. Mm. Sorry, sorry mm. to interrupt you here. Mm. Which which did you like more? Ooh, I think we'll get into it when we talk about Spinal Tap. But mm. I think I preferred Repo Man because I think it sticks the ending a bit more than Spinal Tap does. Yes, but Spinal Tap has a proper ending, <laughs> whereas Repo Man doesn't make sense in any way. Look, that's true, but. I think they're both very, very good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think they're both excellent. Um, but I think Repro Man is so unique that it may be my favourite. But I can okay. definitely see why anyone else would make the argument that Spinal Tap is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. It's a pretty simple plot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a couple of... It's, it's just a documentary about a band... Yeah, and it follows the band going on uh, a very late, like in their career tour. Mm. I liked the bit where they were listening to the radio. And oh yeah, one of their songs was playing, and it ends, and he's like, "That was the something something by Spinal Tap. We gotta file that under. Where are they now? <laughs> yeah, as they're yeah. on tour." 
And they were like, yeah, turn that off. And overall, like, the whole girlfriend storyline is pretty good. Yeah. I love at the start where they mention drummers and how they've all just died. <laughs> yeah. All the drummers have just died. Uh, I can't remember exactly how they all died, but a bunch, like, exploded. They just spontaneously mm. combusted. Yep. I like their album cover, that whole controversy. Yes. What do you think of the songs? Do you have a favourite song? Um, I don't really have a particular favourite. I, I obviously quite like the music. I like the ah, oh, the one at the very start where they have the old drummer. It's it's a really weird song because it's not rock. It's like I think that might even be "Give Me Some Money." Yeah, yeah, yeah that's which is it. One of my, yeah, which is my favourite one as well. Actually, that one's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really good. The it's funny the, thing like... about the music. Um, is that most of it, lyrics-wise, well, definitely instrumental-wise, they play it so straight. Like, they're just normal songs, mm. and every now and then there's, like, a stupid, like, lyric or something. Like, there's one track which I quite like called Tonight, I'm Gonna Rock You Tonight, and the only joke is the title. Like, it's just a normal rock yeah. song, except the title has Tonight in it twice. <laughs> yeah, yep. There's also um, Stonehenge, which is a really funny song. Oh, yes. Mainly because bands are still making songs like that today. Like, King mm. Gizzard, they put out an album, I don't know, like three years ago, that's just that. It's just an hour of that. <laughs> is that cool? Uh, also, what was it? The, the whole Stonehenge thing where they, they need to get, like, a giant fake Stonehenge prop, mm. but instead of 12 feet tall, it's 12 inches tall. Yeah. Love that about Stonehenge. I mean, what's the storyline that we go through? We go through meeting the band, touring around. Yeah. The touring's going terribly, just awful. Venues aren't are just, like, dropping them in at the last minute, so they got to go and play at, like, an army base. <laughs> yep. Or just anywhere nearby, yeah. And then, then the uh, the the lead guitarist leaves after mm. after the the girlfriend kind of takes yeah, over. Yeah, she as two she takes over, and then the lead guitarist leaves after a little bit, and then they 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 change the band to a, like a punk rock. Uh, yeah, punk rock jazz. slash um, improvised jazz. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, like an improvised jazz thing. Uh, which um, isn't on the album, which is a good thing. Uh, yep. Because it sounded awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not only the crowd didn't like that, but we didn't like that. Ooh. Um, and then it ends with them just getting back together, just being like, we were friends this whole time. Woo. Which yeah. I think, I don't know. The ending, maybe because there's been so many movies where that happens, mm. it does. Uh, and because they don't play the, the film as a joke a lot of the times, it's quite straight for most of it, especially mm. the character stuff. That moment doesn't feel as impactful as an ending as I think it could have. Yeah, like, uh, I I thought it was all right. Obviously, they had to get back together at the end. Yeah, definitely. I like that they play it half straight. Same. For just most of the movie, because then the the bits where there's comedy... Are just way more impactful. Like the the scene where they're in the garage showing off his guitar collection. Oh yes. Like he's just explaining these guitars. One of them he hasn't touched. No one's to touch it. <laughs> yeah. Just hasn't touched it. How yet. did it get in there then? We'll never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we get the the famous speaker scene where he he has a speaker that goes up to eleven. Mm, yep, yep, yep. And of course the guy replies with extreme logic. 
uh, which is like, well, why don't you just raise the volume of 10? <laughs> Guy just goes, well, this one goes up to 11. <laughs> I think I think he is my favourite character as well, the guitarist, because he's so oh, yeah. endearingly just dim-witted. Like, he's just... Mm. He reminds me a lot of um the characters from Wayne's World. He's just that sort of, like... Mm. He's good. If you haven't seen Spinal Tap, which it seems like a lot of people from our generation haven't, which is a shame... Mm. Uh, check it out because it's a lot of fun. I was lucky enough to be when I was uh, younger. My father showed it to me because, mm. of course, he had to. Yeah, it's a rite of passage. I feel like I was I was part of the lucky few who got to see that when I was younger. Uh, let's rate it. It's pretty obvious what we're gonna give it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give it a goodie. Absolutely. For sure, it's a goodie. It's definitely better than almost every other movie that we've seen. Yeah, I'd put it above the North. It's a comedy. It's a silly little comedy that you can watch and be like, Yeah. I enjoyed that. So yeah. that's all you really want. So watch it. It's a goodie. It's two goodies. It's, good. it's two goodies from us. And it would have gone in its own episode, I feel. Like, the plot line's very simple. Yeah. Like, hey, here's the band. They go around. Shenanigans happens. The end. <laughs> yeah. But it's... yeah. Like, I feel like if we did a proper synopsis on it, it would just be us explaining jokes, which isn't as fun yes. as... No, 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 no. But, Sandra, everyone knows that explaining the jokes is the best bit. Mm. And always goes well. I love explaining jokes myself. Yeah. I do it all Big the fan. time. Everyone you... loves it when I do that. You do. It's you see, great. the joke there that I just said was that explaining jokes is funny, which is usually where it's not funny. Yeah. And so by explaining the joke afterwards, it becomes a joke in itself, and it's like a repeating referral to itself. It's great. That's the joke. What's the joke of Repo Man? I don't know. <laughs> no one knows. It's Repo Man. No one knows the plot. It starts off and it just crashes into you like a a, a ton of bricks mm. with no plot written all over them. I love this movie. I can't wait to get into it. Um, um yeah. It's. I think I may have liked this more than you, but we'll see. Mm. Which is rare. I I I definitely enjoyed this film. Mm. I'll say. I, I like. It was hard not to. It yeah. I don't know. I'm sure I've got many, many friends that if I showed this to, they would probably turn it off halfway through. Like, I've got many friends who would most likely hate this, but I think we're definitely on the same level when it comes to wacky sci-fi comedies. Yeah. Which might be why we enjoyed this more. But yeah, like, uh, I've definitely got friends who would despise this movie. (laughs) Oh, okay. Fair enough. Look, it got me from the beginning, just from how random and dumb the the <laughs> intro is. It's just, what? Why? Why would you do that? It's so dumb. It's ahead of its time, really. It's, a, it's really, it's ahead of its time. Uh, all right. Uh, very quickly, once again, a couple of details about it. Written and directed by a guy called Alex Cox who, uh, this was, I'm pretty sure it's, like, one of his first major movies. He did an- another popular movie in, uh, 1986 called Sid and Nancy, which is based off, I think, the guitarist or the vocalist of the Sex Pistols, something like that. It's like a band biopic. Mm. Um, then he co-wrote a cult favourite movie called Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas with, uh, the Monty Python dude Terry Gillum. Mm. And then... 
because they all kind of bombed in the box office. He's he's mainly done very, 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 very low budget movies ever since then. Mm. So in 2014, he did a movie called Bill, the Galactic Hero. Oh, okay. How did that do? I mean, he directed it with a bunch of students, so it's technically a student film. Huh. That's the poster weird. looks cool, though. And then the last film he did was in 2017 called Tombstone Rashomon, which is a western that looks very, very dumb. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I kind of want to watch it. Apparently yeah. it's terrible, but I'm a big fan of trashy westerns, so who knows? It could be good. There you go. His directing is interesting. Interesting. Why is that, Sandro? It's a lot of just people talking, but it's shot in a very interesting way. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... Yeah, you get, like, close-ups and then, like, angled shots that sort of... Like, you, it cuts away from zooming in on their face and then angled shots that are looking at all the characters. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It feels kind of Tarantino-esque mm. at, at times. Yeah. And then it also feels like a trashy B movie sci-fi at times. So mm. it's a good it's a good middle I think ground. That, yeah, I think that might be the trashy B movie sci-fi aspect of this movie <laughs> that's just there for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Sandro, uh just just before mm. we jump into anything, um do you know what was going on with the sci-fi plot? Um, I've got, well, I thought I did. Yeah. <laughs> For a long time, I thought I did. That's, that's what I thought. And now I don't really know, but I also don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I was just trying to follow it. Yeah. Because <laughs> there was aliens and then... Apparently. Possibly a, a, a bomb, a super weapon. Yep. Yep, there was that. That was a line of dialogue. That was uh, that was in there. There was a force field uh, that yep. only certain people could get through. Oh, um, yeah, at the very end. Oh, what? So they were chosen? I don't know. Yes, by the aliens? Maybe. Don't know. Was there a UFO at the end? Not really, but they could have been. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? For me, and I'm like this with a lot of films that don't entirely make sense, like The Lighthouse from last year, if it's a well-made movie but it doesn't entirely make sense, I don't really care as much as I would if it's just a bad movie that doesn't make sense. So I do kind of have double (laughs) standards for a film making sense, Mm. Um, but I didn't really mind with this one, but I can... I can see how that would annoy you. Oh, it didn't it didn't annoy me. I was just wondering if you knew anything about the sci-fi plot because I struggled to follow it. I'm going to Google Repo Man meaning and just see if <laughs> see if anything comes up. Oh, that could only lead to glorious. It's it's just a bunch of movie essays. <laughs> by, yep. By uni students. All right. <laughs> Sounds about right. Okay, for the cast, Emilio Estevez plays Otto, who is the punk kid who joins the Repo Men. He is, of course, from Breakfast Club and the Mighty Ducks films, which we did last year. Yep. He's pretty good in this. Good stuff. I like him. He's just a rebel. Yeah. But also becoming a a Repo Man by stealing cars, (laughs) he becomes more proper. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the Kingsman plot. By yeah. killing people, he becomes a gentleman. Yes, uh, except in this, he's stealing cars from people. Anyway, um, Emilio Estevez apparently returning for a Mighty Ducks TV show on Disney Plus. So that could be interesting. Nice. Wait. Yeah. But isn't he like old as now? Probably in his fifties, maybe sixties now. I guess he could be the 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 old shop owner now. Actually. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I'd that like to see that. Cool. That's a, that's some Mighty Ducks plot lore. You yeah. have to be really into it to get that. Well, you haven't but... even seen the third one, so... No, and I will never will. No, I think we should. If anything goes by the second movie, which had possibly one of the best, the best? slash worst villains... I agree with half of that. <laughs> no, oh, wait, the villains? Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, for the rest of the cast, we've got Harry Dean Stanton as Bud, the repro man that, I guess, ab- adopts Otto originally, the main mm. guy. He is pretty popular. He's in Alien. He's in Godfather 2, Escape from New York, just to name a few. He passed away at the ripe old age of 91 in 2017. Mm. Uh, and he's good. He's good in everything, but oh, he's yeah. really good in this. He's great. I love him. What did you think of the character of Miller? He's played by Tracy Walter. He's the guy who can't drive and just kind of hangs around cleaning um, stuff. He doesn't really have much of a character. He doesn't get no. much screen time. But he's good. I <laughs> so. mean, yeah, he's fine. He's perfectly fine. He just doesn't have much screen time, but he's one of the main cast because he's kind of very plot important. Yeah. At the very end. In fact, I don't think you even know what his name is until the final scene. No, no, yeah, because it's it's he's a uh, he's like one of those characters that's there. It's obviously one of the main mm. characters, but he's there for the like the gags. Yeah, definitely. I mean, at the very end, he's still there for the gags. The entire um, end's a gag. Yeah, no, that's what I'm Pretty saying. Much. Yeah, but yeah, he's got some really good like monologues where he's just going off on like conspiracy stuff, which I think. Oh is yeah, good. yeah, he's always talking about conspiracy stuff, which is pretty good. Yeah, like um, that. he plays side characters in Star Trek: The Next Generation. I think he's been in like fifty something episodes of Next Gen, which is pretty cool. Mm. Uh, and then he's also in Batman '89, the first Batman mm. film. So good on him. Uh, and finally, playing another re- repro man, except he has a gun because he shoots people at some point. A uh, character whose name is Light, which is a great name. Oh, yeah. The actor is Sid Richardson. Uh, he's in a sci fi called They Live, which, if you like repro man, you'll love They Live. He is also in another movie called Cinderella. Okay. He's in a film called oh, yeah. Cinderella, which is an erotic musical comedy uh, he plays the fairy godmother that was <laughs> an actual movie from the 70s okay those were not the things I was expecting to come out of your mouth there erotic was not the first thing I was expecting you to say that right. he was playing the fairy godmother <laughs> absolutely not I want to watch that that sounds now amazing that sounds good it looks ridiculous yeah no how, that's... how can you make a syndrome <laughs> you absolutely can. First off, you you get this guy to play the fairy godmother. It's a, it's a bit like um the tooth fairy. Apparently, the movie is also known as the other Cinderella. <laughs> oh right, yep. I'd watch that. That sounds fun. Yeah, no, um, that sounds pretty good. 
Oh, wow. We should make uh, a list of movies that we need to see and just, like, casually at some point go yeah. and just, like, have at a party or something. <laughs> yeah, just pull out these weird films. Of just weird, bizarre films. You've got a choice between do. an erotic version of Cinderella or Michael Caine likes his friend's daughter. <laughs> oh, no. What do you pick? <laughs> What do I pick? Oh, I'm going erotic Cinderella every time there, I think. like That's fair. I just want to know, do we bang the Tooth Fairy? Are we banging everyone? What's How erotic are we talking here? Oh, What's the comedy like? Mm, are the songs just sex jokes? Yep. Is it Spinal Tap at Cinderella? Mm. How, how, how sexual is Be Our Guest? <laughs> That's Beauty and the Beast, though. Uh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, but I would also watch that movie with him playing guest yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Oh, yeah. He'd, he'd be a great guest on. Just imagine that. An, an erotic comedy <laughs> that's Beauty and the Beast would be interesting. Oh, yeah, actually thinking about it. Yeah, no, yeah. good point. Having a furry joke in there, or oh, it would be like at the very end, he turns back to a man and she's like, oh, not interested in that. So he pulls out a furry suit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not where I was going. <laughs> Sounds like a bad Seth Rogen movie. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's not where I was going with the joke, but I guess that works. Just put on a fursuit, wow. big this and fuzzy such a again. Weird, this is such a weird tangent, but... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Amazing. But this is what Repo Man really does to you. Yeah. I think this was more relevant than anything we could talk about about yeah, Repo right. Man. The reception for Repo Man, 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, two away mm. from 100. That's wild. That's a that's, that's a high rating. That Yeah. Good Lord, that is a high rating. I was looking at the reviews earlier, mm. and I was like, you all seem to really enjoy this. Why did you hate stuff I liked earlier? <laughs> I'm I think because more people have seen this in the context of it being a cult classic. Yes. Maybe? Uh, yeah. That annoys me, though. Cult classic annoys me. Because some things just get that labelled on them and then they get good reviews. Yeah. It's weird. Whereas some things aren't cult classics, but could easily become them, I feel, and then don't get these good reviews. That's true. But also, Crackers from last week could have become a cult classic. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And does not deserve it. Yeah. So, it's just a mess all around, really. <laughs> yep, people don't know what they want. Pretty positive audience score, 79. Uh, 6.9 on IMDb, 75 on Metacritic. Mm. So, critics enjoyed it more than audiences, but considering yep. that a lot of people have seen this and a lot of people would have disliked it, it seems like most people did like it, so that's good. Yeah, um, maybe it's it's like a um, it's such a weird and bizarre movie that like the 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 reviewers get get something more out of it because it's so different from the regular movies they watch. It mm. breaks the monotony for them. But like critics also considered it one of the best films from '84. Like it's on the top ten list yeah, alongside yeah, yeah. Spinal Tap. Well, so. I think it I think it deserves it. Yeah, no, sure. I, I definitely but agree. I think back on some of the old movies that I think should have been rated a bit more highly, mm. and I say, stuff you movie reviewers like the stuff I like. It's, it's not subjective; it's fact. What I like <laughs> is good. We live in the internet. There is no more nuance. Critics get on board. Absolutely. 
Street Fighter is the best movie of oh, all time. No. Cannot prove me wrong. No. This was made for $1.5 million. 1.5 mil. Yeah. That is not very much, but that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, so we've had two pretty low budgets. The effects were pretty interesting, like the ending effect. Yeah. Oh, I mean... I mean, it's interesting, but it's mainly lights and mirrors. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it is well done. Overall, yeah. there isn't too much that would have cost them a lot. No. I guess. Oh, the shootout would have been expensive. Some of the actors surely would have cost a penny, but I guess they just... Mainly you know. just the guy who plays Bub. I mean, if yeah. I think about it, that's a lot more money back then than it is now. Yeah, as well. definitely, yeah. Like, now, I don't know, I haven't adjusted for inflation, but it would be... It'd be probably around, like, $5 million. Anyway, I anyway, anyway, this film costs $1.5 million. What do you think it made in, in America? $2 mil? A little higher. Uh, $5 mil. Uh, $4 mil. Yeah. $4 mil. Let's get into the plot. Once again, giant red font. Yes, I was going to say, we got big red font, but not only that, we've also got two two fonts here. We have either big red bold font, in yes. your face font, or you have green comic sans sort of in the background. <laughs> Those are the two choices for fonts it. here. I love some comic sans. <laughs> yeah. The opening credits as well... Because it kind of flashes through a bunch of, as you said, green, like, maps. Mm. Which doesn't... Ri- I mean, a lot Does of the film takes... anything to do with the plot? A lot of the film takes place in cars, and green is an important element of the ending, but... That's true. Not really. So maybe it's a little foreshadowing. Don't maybe. know. For colouring. I, I don't know. Like, I actually thing? don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, there is a thing I want to mention. I hate... How old movies just don't have audio at the start. Yeah. I've noticed it with a few of these, <laughs> and it annoys me so much because I have to wait to see if my audio's working or not. <laughs> Which happens. Yeah. No, that, Every that time I'm true. like, wait, is this supposed to be sound here? Are my speakers working? What's happening? I think it's because um we're doing a lot of smaller movies recently. Yep. We're not doing like 20th Century Fox. You got the mm. opening fanfare. It's just like. New order pitches. No, but even then, they could have put, like, a little dinky sound. Like, every single <laughs> movie nowadays has just a little bit of audio of something. Like, sound effects or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like a little ding as the, the logo flashes on screen or something. Oh, we do get some sick punk rock, though. Oh, yes. properly kicks off. You gotta know that he's a rebel and there's only one way of knowing that speaking of spinal tap um it makes sense that they're both in the same thing because the lyrics to the songs are amazing mm. they are so funny oh yeah it's great. <laughs> in repo man they are ridiculous yeah. i think they're meant to be funny i think i think they're meant to be making fun of punk rock i think they're making fun of just punk the whole way through yeah but it's hard to tell because half the time they're like, <laughs> they're, it's never like flat out comedy. Except, ah, oh, there is, but it's There's not with the punk moments. rock. It's just like it's there and it's amusing. And there are like some moments that still kind of like hold up like there's a character who says i blame society yeah and it's like ah, that's very relevant now that's amazing that's so funny yeah um, yeah we, um, which we'll get to but just stuff like that yeah this film holds up like so well yeah yeah, yeah. it's it ridiculous surprisingly well anyway um, maybe predicted 
the future itself. Maybe this movie was actually a glimpse of the future, man. Maybe. Like in 20 years, we'll be looking back and be like, whoa, dude, this was it. They were predicting self-driving cars murdering <laughs> people with their boots. Speaking of which, yeah, we we cut to an open road out in the desert with a with a car driving down, and the policeman's on his motorbike and is like, "Oh, that's going a bit fast. Gonna go, yep. gonna go stop that car. Give him a fine." Yep. So he pulls him over. Uh, the guy is singing. <laughs> it's such creepy singing. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, he's uh, as we'll learn, completely bonkers. Yeah. Um, um, let's, should, should we just say who he is now? I think so. Yeah, Makes yeah, yeah. more sense. Absolutely. He's never given a name, but he wears glasses that only have one... One lens in them. And he's stolen alien bodies from Area 51 or something like Area 51. Yes. And has them in the boot of his car. <laughs> yes. Apparently. According to one character. Yes. But I, I, I think that's wrong because he also talks about the neutron bomb later on. Because that's what, that's what made him go crazy was the neutron yeah. bomb. Yeah, like he's got this plan to blow up everyone with a neutron bomb so like all the yes. people explode. Which is what happens to who the, the, the people who look in the boot. Yeah, so, maybe so that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying in the, in the boot is a neutron bomb. So then what... What's the ending? So, like, here's my... (laughs) We're giving away everything, but, like, seriously. We haven't even gotten to the start of the movie, and we have to discuss what the entire plot is. Um, I think what it is is that, like, they didn't make a neutron bomb. Like, aliens came down and showed them the technology or something. Uh... And he just has this alien neutron bomb. Also... Was it always his car, or did he steal the car? Is the car a spaceship? Is he an alien? Did... Is this a movie? <laughs> did I watch it? <laughs> oh, that's so many questions. What? What? Oh. I don't know. I, I loved was, it, I was, this... loved every second. <laughs> I think there was a decent plot. I thought there was. And then I thought about it too hard, and then I was like, wait. But then if it's a neutron bomb... Why does the alien take the car? What is it? Why is it a spaceship? Maybe he stole it. It is a spaceship, and they stole it. Maybe there is dead bodies. Maybe the dead bodies make a neutron bomb. Anyway, yeah, the whole point of the opening sequence is the cop looks in the boot of the car and then combusts. Yeah, great effect, by the way. It is good. It's genuinely good. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Anyway, we cut to Otto. He's at his job. Uh, his friend, who is called Nerd with Glasses. Why? Why? What is the scene? I I was just like, why? Why? <laughs> it makes no sense, everything that happens in the scene. Yeah, he gets fired for just being a punk. Yeah, because he he's holding up... He, he's, he's coming in late... And then when his boss confronts him about it, he he just swears at him. Yeah. And then picks up a dude for no reason and throws him into the containers for no reason. <laughs> and then yeah. for no reason, the guy he just threw also gets fired. I really like the nerdy friend with glasses. Oh, yeah. I loved character. him, too. I didn't even... Re- like, at the start, 
that clearly he like clearly doesn't like him, but then he's yeah. also his friend <laughs> yeah. afterwards for no reason. Yeah, it's like their first scene together. They hate each other, and then literally three seconds later, they're just hanging out drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, they're friends. What? Because <laughs> they're punk rockers. Yeah, punk rockers. I guess that's true. You just fight each other, and then you're best friends. Otto's about to sleep with someone, and he mm. says, Excuse me while I fold my pants. It's a great mm. line. I love all the lines in this, but that one... <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> there was so many I could have wrote down. I only wrote down one, but, like, throughout this movie... Mm. Um, I, got, I got a few. I don't I don't have the more popular ones, but I've got a few that, yeah. that tickled me quite a bit. Yeah, you probably got one. You, one of them's probably the one I got down because it's just so, it's so <laughs> bad. It's good. The girl that he's going to get with, her name's Denise, maybe? I don't know. It said later. I put it in my notes, like, later on. But mm. then she's like, nah. And also she's the villain of the film, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Kills a dude. Woo! She does. Anyway. He goes outside. He sees Bud. No, no, no. You're missing one key scene where he's at, like, a junkyard and he just starts yelling out <laughs> radio TV names. Oh, yeah. What? That was very good. <laughs> what is that scene? <laughs> but why is it there? What does it mean? It sets up that he's in a bad neighborhood. Yes. <laughs> and that he's, he's punk. What? He like, is he singing a song? He, oh, no, he is sort of singing it out. I don't know. I have no idea. I just wrote it down. I was very confused at the time. I was only going to get more confused. Half my notes have a question mark behind them. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is this what's happening? Yeah. That was me last week, just being bewildered by what I was watching. I was... I was constantly bewildered but bemused yes yeah which is excellent which is anyway excellent. we 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 find the best character bud yeah good old buddy boy my wife is about to give birth can you jump in the car that's next to my car it's just parked over there can you jump in it and follow me to the hospital yep um what a what a scene <laughs> i was so confused i'm like wait so your excuse is you're in a bad neighborhood, so you don't want to leave the car. So you want to give money to a stranger <laughs> to get in this car. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Obviously, it makes more sense later on, but still, even in the case of what happens, it doesn't make sense, almost, that he um... should trust this random stranger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because, okay... Think about this. What if he just took the car and drove off? I guess that's what makes him the chosen one, then, that he does choose to do it. <laughs> oh, I see. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, maybe... I've got no idea. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a test of sorts. Okay, I see that. It's a sort of test that he's doing. That's why he likes him. Mm. Because it was all a test to see if he would come and... Ah, oh, because the there is, stuff. near the end... The bud does have the car, so maybe he also has vested interest in this whole thing mm. that yeah, we just yeah. don't get any explanation on. All right, we, maybe we... he's an alien. <laughs> we never see his family. Oh maybe wait, they're all aliens. No, we see his wife. <laughs> never yep. mind. Maybe they're all aliens. Maybe every single character in this is an alien. Or alternatively, think about this, Sandra. Maybe mm. not a single one of them is. So it's just a film about people 
chasing a car. <laughs> yep. And maybe the car has some radioactive material in it, so they all go crazy at the end. <laughs> Absolutely. That's my theory. <laughs> all right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but good old uh, Otto, he gets in the car to drive it away, and then some people out in the buildings are like, Oi! You're taking my car! Come yeah. back here, you young scallywag! And he's like, oh, gotta get out of here. What's going on here? This is a bit sus. Yes, because he's actually stealing the car, not, not um, not driving this this guy this fella's <laughs> car because it's not his car. They're stealing exactly. it. And they drop the car off at a repo yard, and he's like, oh no, you're just a bunch of repo men. Yep. And he pours a beer on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so punk. He's so punk. He opens a beer and they're like, oh, are you 21? And he pours it on the floor. He's like, whatever. Mm. Which really does mean that you've got to be 21 to drink in America mm-hmm. in the 80s. So what was up with all the films where we've got teenagers legally buying alcohol when they're 16 years old? Um, because in real life the actors are 21. Nah, that's plus. a good point. Nah, that's a good point. Yeah, alright. He pours the beer on the floor, and, and and then the guy's like, oh, normally I'd beat you up for that, but I like you, kid. And for some reason, all the rest of them yep. say this, so maybe this is just a routine he does. Mm. Yeah, just get, or new, they do. just get new workers. Yeah, anyway, uh, he's now a repo man. Even though he hates Repo Men. Um, I'll mention it now. I first noticed it with the beer. I love how every single food product in this movie just has this plain white label with blue font saying what it is. Like, it's Uh, beer, food. Mm. (laughs) No product placements in this one. I loved that aspect of this film. It's such a weird universe. Yeah, yeah, no, because the beer he pours out, it just has beer written on it, yeah. So the cops are investigating the murdered policeman's shoes, Mm. and there's also a bunch of people in hazmat suits who have got some of the worst slash best dialogue in the movie. Oh, yeah, it's good. They're not super audible for most of it. I think you've got to have subtitles on, but they're just, like, muttering just dumb stuff to themselves. It's great. It's they're great. like, oh, look at these shoes. They smell like fish or something <laughs> dumb like that. It's just all of their dialogue. It's great. It's great. Oh, yeah, they're like passive dialogue is amazing. Why yeah. they have it, you don't know. But <laughs> oh, they do. Maybe they are aliens because they do act kind of out mm. of this worldy. I have a theory that literally no one is an alien and there's nothing to do with aliens in this movie. Okay. There's just nothing, except enough. maybe that one dude at the end. Maybe he's the only actual alien. That works. That I, makes sense. Anyway. I also liked how there's... Is it Agent Rogers? Something like that. She's got, like, a metal arm, uh, and she's yep. the lead investigator. She goes into a van, and the van <laughs> is just full of giant computer screens, but oh, yeah. it's got that super corny, like... Star Trek, the original series sci-fi yep. beeping noise in it. It's ridiculous, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I love it. 
You gotta have you gotta have your big computers for your your spy shenanigans. Oh, it's so good. Uh, back back to uh, Auto. Uh, he's driving around now with his new friend. Oh, he goes to visit his um. He goes to visit his parents at this point as well. Mm. And oh, the dialogue. <laughs> they oh my are god. Just... He enters, and they are watching this, like, super self-aware Christian propaganda on TV. And I wrote down the entire thing, because it's amazing. The preacher on TV is like, I know what you're thinking. I just want your money. Well, you're right. I do want your money. God wants your money. So I want you to go out, mortgage that home, and sell that car, and send me your money. You don't even need a car. (laughs) It's just so ridiculous. Yep. But also he comes in and he's like, hello, parents. Hello, <laughs> mum, father and mother of mine. Yeah. Because how else would we know that they're related? And then they call him son. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but do, do people call their son and daughter? Son and daughter? Not. Or just by their name? Yeah, you know? usually. It's it's like when someone calls you by their full name, you know? You mm. know you're in trouble. It's like, now, son. That's the only yeah. time I could think. When the Yeah, sorry. It was just the dialogue here was very unnatural. Yeah, definitely. For family. We never see them again anyway, so... Then going out, stealing cars, uh... Oh, they do, um... Speed. Speed, <laughs> yeah. Yep. They snort up some speech. Bud recites the uh, the Repo Man code, mm-hmm. which is a pretty good code um, that none of them follow. Yeah, what was the code? It's like, you shall not bring harm to someone else's car, or just stuff like that. You shall not oh, right, harm yeah. the, the owner of the car. Yep, they shoot at a car and people. Yeah. Um, they do that which, multiple times. Yes. Womp womp. Ah, well. They go to get a drink, and the place is being robbed by the punk rock yep. dudes that we saw before. Danielle, mm. I think her name is. I don't know, but she's, like, running the group, kind of. Yes. So. Well, I think she's, like, the female. So they're like, yo, you're pretty good. And then she's like, yep, I want to do this. And they're like, well, let's do what she wants, you know. Because mm. they all, they're all trying to get it on, trying to get married, you know. Oh, that yeah. was a scene later on. That was a great scene. That was a great scene. Yeah. All right. So now we're introduced to the concept of aliens because yeah, we pick up a lovely young lady, Layla. I think her name is. Accidentally, cr- so he steals this guy, this rich guy's car. Yeah. And there's a line about oh, all these rich guys never pay their bills. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny. Also, he's a rich guy, but he owns a laundromat. Yeah, well, maybe he owns a laundromat chain. Laundromat's not the richest that you can get, unless <laughs> yeah. it's a really bad city, which I think it is. Yeah, he does seem a bit hands-on mm. to this to this uh, laund- this one laundromat, because he's telling or, the workers what to do. Or maybe he's just a customer there and really oh, yeah. wants his clothes done That would make more sense. That could be... Yeah, that, that that does make more sense. Anyway, they steal this rich guy's car, and he's driving along with this very fancy car now, and he sees this this cute girl, and he's like, oh, and then he drives into some bins? Yeah, and then an old lady's like, how dare you drive in the bins? You gotta pick it all up. She comes back as well, which I really like. Yes, <laughs> that was She great. just shows up Just again. randomly, and it's like, yeah. oh, you're, you're the one that... Uh, that knocked over my bins. He picks up Layla and they drive to 
her work slash place of hobbiness. Mm. And on the way, she explains that she's got a picture of a bunch of dead aliens, which are like the early aliens that are in the the boot of the car yep. that killed the cop. Yep. Then he drops her off at the United Fruitcake outfit, which I thought was pretty funny. Yep. And then they bang in the car. That, uh, that is the whole scene. Yep. <laughs> then we cut to Nerdy Boy. He's working at a gas station. Yeah. And what rolls in but the alien dude. Or not alien dude. The crazy dude. Crazy man with the glasses. He doesn't yep. have a name. It's annoying. He hops out of the car... And he goes to vomit, but then another car rolls up, one of them hops out, goes over to Crazy Boy's car, Yeah, steals that car. They steal the car, they've got that car. Uh, it's great. Meanwhile, and this might be my favourite scene in the whole film, mm. Otto is uh, driving along with light, and they're just talking about random alien religious stuff. It's all great. But light is trying to get Otto to read this Scientology book. <laughs> Mm. diuretics the science of matter over mind and if you look up that book you will find that it is written by a totally real person called x rum bubba (laughs) what (laughs) i love a scientology joke in a movie because none of them make it and it's good (laughs) because yeah no scientology is just the weirdest cult so strange and like i think it's on its way out now though like it's not doing super well anymore not great pr so people are like "Hmm, maybe i just won't join the scientology cult exactly Exactly. i would though for the joke i'd join oh yeah for the memes absolutely and then we try to leave and they'll just you know get made fun of us on social media all the time and follow us around everywhere but we'll i don't know we'll escape to new zealand won't find us there. <laughs> yeah, it's literally impossible for them to go, hey, where's this person at the moment? Oh, New Zealand. Perfect. Is there a Scientology centre in New Zealand? I know there is one in Melbourne. What? There's one in Melbourne? Yeah, it's really small. It's nothing like what they've got in LA. That makes sense. I oh, mean, wow, I... you've got a proper giant church in Auckland. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've got a massive building dedicated to Scientology in Auckland. Great. That's good to know. <laughs> Gonna have to check that out at some point. Oh, that photo was taken like three years ago as well, so it's... That's mm. nuts. It's amazing. I love that. Anyway, back to the movie. Yeah. Um, Honestly, this movie would make more sense if there was more Scientology in it, I feel. I agree. It explains so much. Otto goes to Layla's work and strips in front of her. Oh, yes. And then, <laughs> so, this... This is... What a what a great scene! So yeah. he needs to talk to her about something. I can't remember what it is. Um, the car, I think. Yeah, the yeah. car and how important it is. And instead of doing that, he just comes over and is like, "Hey, let's get naked." <laughs> uh, and she's like, "What? No, I'm at work." And then he's like, "Yep, my pants are off." So rightfully, she slaps him up. Yeah. And then a coworker walks in on them and is like. Hey, you got a meeting soon. Yeah. She looks at her like, oh, this again. I'll keep your secret. Like, it's not outrage like it should be. Yeah. The universe this film takes place in is so strange. I think it's the one we live in. Oh. Um, the original car owner guy, he confronts the punks who have stolen their car and is like, this, it's my car. Look in the boot. And so one of them looks in the boot and then blows up. 
and then the rest of them run off. Yeah. And that's where we get the great scene where one of them's like, I've been thinking about this, this crime thing, and I think we should go away. I want to settle down, and I want <laughs> you to have my babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he gets really retrospective, you know? Mm. This is the one thing I wrote down, because it was just... <laughs> it's like, come on, Duke, let's go do crimes. And the other one replies, yeah, let's go get sushi and not pay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a great quote. That's so good. (laughs) What what is that line? (laughs) Oh, God. Sushi and not pay. It's great. It's so good. But yeah, the the original car guy now has the car back, so that's fun. And that's where we get the whole thing where, yeah, there's a neutron bomb in the boot. Yeah. Uh, what? (laughs) What a scene. The guy explains about the neutron bombs and how they they wipe out people and not buildings. Yeah. And that if you think about them too much, you'll go insane. And then, yeah, he, um, he chases Otto down on the street and then lets Otto get in the car. And then he just dies. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Like, his face starts bleeding and he just dies. Yeah. So he was purely there for the exposition dump and that's it. That's the whole reason. Mm. It's great. It's really good. Yeah. It's it's weird. He just carks it for no reason. Is it the radiation? I, I, I... Yeah, no. He's slowly dying of radiation, I think. Anyway, he's dead now, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, and Otto takes the alien car back to the repo lot, where then someone proceeds to steal it, which is most of the movie. People stealing the car yeah, yeah, over yeah. and over again. Uh, but then we get my favourite scene in the film, I think, which is where Debbie and Duke go to rob this one convenience store, the only convenience store in the town, it seems, and Otto and Bub... And also a policeman that looks a little bit like Kylo Ren. They're all there, mm. and they proceed to shoot each other. They all shoot each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, they all start just firing everything. Otto and Debbie, they're left standing, and Otto's like, Debbie, do you think it's too late for us to get romantically involved? You stick with me, and I'll make you a repo wife. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a line. What a great line. How how long did it take him to come up with that? Whew. As Duke is dying from a gun wound to his stomach, and he says, I know that a life of crime led me to this sorry state, yet I still blame society. Mm. <laughs> yep. Oh, right, yeah. His whole death dialogue is amazing. Where he's like, Incredible. I, I still blame society. And then he... Uh, Otto's like, no, no, it's not how it works. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I was born same situation as you, but I I didn't become an awful person. But society is a thing that we live in, so yeah. And then he he's like, you're gonna be all right. I'm gonna take you to a hospital. And then he dies, and he's like, oh, guess you're not. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I love it. It's great writing because it's just like. Yeah, we don't care. <laughs> hmm. um, it's good. Anyway, uh, the car is now in the middle of a lot or something. The hazmat suit, CEI, X-Files guys, hmm. they all have the car now. They're trying to do experiments on it, but whenever they touch it, they catch on fire. 
Um, yeah. Also, it's glowing green. Yeah, it's going like super radioactive green at this point for nah. a reason. Everyone shows up. Everyone's there. Layla's there. The preacher guy's there. Everyone's looking at this green car. Yep. And then out of nowhere, the conspiracy nut Miller is like, "I'm going to get in the car." So he does. Mm. Gets in the car. Yeah, he he gets in the car, and then he's like, "Yep, this is my car." <laughs> yep. Then he's like, "Hey, come over this way, friendo." Yeah. Come over here. He's got a very seductive way of like gesturing for him to come over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the the, the, the the it's very weird. Then he hops in the car and uh... yep. And then they go flying. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a spaceship. That's the movie. <laughs> yep. Um, so I think there was a plot here. Yeah, I don't know what the point was, but I was here for it. I was so on board at that point. I think it's one of those movies where it has so many moments where it could just lose you, where mm. you could no longer be on board, and... Thankfully, I stuck with the movie the whole time. I was on, I was on the same page. I was like, yes, I am on board for this to happen. Mm. But at the same time, I can totally see how you would watch this ending and just be like, okay, why? Yep. What? Why is anything this happening? No, it it was um, it was very interesting for me. I uh, had a lot of questions ninety percent of the time, but mm. I feel like I came out stronger. I think it's just a. Uh... It was very enjoyable, that's for sure. Whatever it was, I watched. It was very enjoyable. It's just a movie that I don't know. You watch and you don't think about it, but you're enjoying it. Mm. And then if you do think about it, maybe you dislike the movie, but then you remember how you felt while you were watching it. You know mm. how fun it was, the joy of <laughs> the Repo Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the constant dialogue that makes no sense. The green car that looks great. Yep. <laughs> so good. That it does. It definitely looks good. Yeah, you know what? Um, So I'm definitely giving it a goodie. Oh, yeah, 100% I'm giving this a goodie. It's just enjoyable film. You prefer Spinal Tap, though, don't you? Um, yes, sort of. Like, I think, like, I like Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap, mm. like, it brings back that childhood nostalgia for me as well, which obviously Reaper Man doesn't quite. No. That's not its fault, you know? You just didn't watch it when you, when you were a kid. Made very little sense. I feel like it's not a 95% movie. It Yeah, it does surprise me that critics liked it as much as they did. But it doesn't surprise me that the audience score is, like... 78 like that feels right mm. but 95 is like that's very high like i would rate yeah. this quite highly but almost 100 mm. i don't know i feel like it would have to have more of a message for almost 100 and it almost does it almost feels like a social commentary but then it doesn't then it's completely not in any way i don't know i like that though i like when a movie Feels like it might be trying to say something, but doesn't fully commit to the point where it becomes preachy nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Two goodies for Reaper Man. Yep. But we're still questioning what we saw. Yeah, we still don't know. I have no idea. Alright, well let's move on to the sequel segment. There are sequels to Reaper Man. There are actual oh, sequels there are? to this film. So, Alex Cox, who wrote and directed this film, he wrote a sequel 
uh, to the movie, and they started filming it, but it was never finished. And what happened was, in 2008, the script for that original sequel was turned into a graphic novel. It's called Waldo's Hawaiian Holiday. I don't know what it's about, but I kind of want to read it. I think it's a direct sequel, so that's cool. Fair enough. And there is a movie sequel as well, which was also released in 2008, also written and directed by Alex Cox. It's called Repo Chick. <laughs> I wonder what, what, what the lead character is. What, what yep. gender they might be. I think the font is pink for that one. Good. Uh, so... <laughs> kind of um, sounds amazing. It was made for a tiny, tiny budget, about $200,000. Real small. Wow, that is real, real small. Real small movie. I uh, didn't get played in that many cinemas, but it's out on DVD. You can probably find it. It's got pretty decent reviews, like 70%. So, uh, hey, that's that's yeah. better than a lot of films we've watched. It's definitely, especially a lot of sequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, we should watch that at some point. I really want to watch it, yeah. yeah. So... Uh, it says here, in a parallel America, a super confident bad girl, disinherited by her filthy folks, finds work in the repossession business. However, she is unaware that the ultimate repo target, a missing train, <laughs> is being used by terrorists determined to make their destructive mark. So it seems a little bit wow. more action filmy. Wow. That, um, that, somehow they've made a plot which is equally as nonsense as this one. Oh, wow. Half of the sets are pink. That's <laughs> <laughs> no. so bad. It oh. almost looks like a Disney original sequel that like focuses on Sharpay from High School Musical. I lie, it's got 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, and oh, <laughs> still better than some of the movies we've watched. I would definitely watch it. Yep. What would you do for a sequel to this, though? Or a... TV show or a spin-off or a cut or a TV show (laughs) oh my goodness well I want to make it more coherent except at the same time I definitely don't Mm. so I think that uh oh it's already got a few sequels I'm gonna have a prequel okay oh no so the prequel is about this um uh, it's it's a it's like a, a semi navy movie and it's about this guy who joins the navy, and Original. there's this uh, old submarine that sunk mm-hmm. that uh, everyone keeps talking about that they have to go and get. So he's part of this navy, but he joins up with this like scientific crew that are trying to get this uh, submarine out. Meanwhile, he's struggling with uh, his his home life you know and his girlfriend and his girlfriend yep. leaves him during the yep. halfway through this movie um there's also uh this subplot about uh t-rex that apparently exists and it's <laughs> okay. just uh, yeah, yeah yeah that uh is going yep. around and just eating people that's a subplot in this movie um anyway the whole crux of the movie is they find this uh they like go through they find the submarine they pick it back up but they don't know what sunk it anyway and they find this car in in the holes of this submarine and they're like what is this car um why is it even here um and he gets this car and he uh they give it over to these two scientists which are working on this neutron bomb Yep. Anyway, that and that's that sort of thing, and then he gets eaten by the T-Rex, and that's the movie. Okay. 
That was uh, <laughs> nonsense that I made up on the spot. Welcome to my segment. Nonsense. What is happening? I mean, it sounds coherent. So. <laughs> it sounds just as coherent as Repo Man. Uh, but it's, it's okay. like, uh, it's also about, you know, him at the Navy, you know, working mm-hmm. for the Navy. That's yeah. the like, and it's called the Navy Man. <laughs> of course it is. Yep. Navy Man. Yep. That sounds amazing. Um, I actually thought about my sequel hard before oh, okay. recording, which I never do. I didn't at all. As you could tell. As we could all tell. Um, but there's a line of dialogue in this movie where Miller says uh, during one of his long rambles about UFOs that UFOs yep. are time machines. That's a line of dialogue in this oh, film. Oh, right. Damn, I should have gone for that one. Yeah, that's right. I guess that means then that the green glowing car is a time machine. So what we have is Otto and Miller going through time, like mm. repoing different things. They could go to, to the old West and become repo men for horse and carriages. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. Why would they do that? Why would they do that to earn money? What? Why do they? Because they still to need jobs, and they don't know how to get back because they don't understand exactly how the time oh, yeah. machine works. That so makes they're, sense. They're, they're just flying through time. Oh, okay. Um, All right. If they don't, if they can't, like, actually, like, control where they're going, then they still mm. need to earn money to get food. And that's one thing they know, and that's repossessing. Things. Exactly. Repossessing horses. Yeah. Repossessing spaceships. Yeah, they go into yeah. the future, there's spaceships. And the way Hoverboards. that the show ends, at the end of season four, it had only lasted for four seasons, but that's they knew that they were going to end. But they knew that it was going to end, that's a good thing. Mm. The way that it ends, Otto goes back in time, almost, almost, yep. to where they left off. And at this point, he's a bit older, yep. you know? He's, what, oh. 21-ish in this film? Yep. He's about 30 by the time the show ends. Yep. And he arrives just before the movie starts. Mm. And he sees that things are not going how they're meant to go. Mm. And so he's got to basically force himself to join the repo business mm. to make everything happen. Yep. And what forced Otto to decide to join the repo business to earn money was his parents giving the money to the preacher. Oh... And Otto becomes the preacher. <laughs> what? What yeah. a twist. I yeah. did not see that one coming. Um, what? But also, he's an alien, so... <laughs> yep. You know what? That's fair. Uh, and that's done. that. <laughs> well, we got to finish this one up. This this has been a long recording session. Yeah. you got to yeah. do some heavy editing on this one. Oh, well. Let's do uh, the segment that always requires the most editing. Yep. Raving reviews. What do you mean, most editing, huh? Yeah, because I got to cut out all of your. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wastes too much time. Like I spent fifteen minutes going. Exactly. Surprise! You let me do that every single week, and then I'm just gonna cut it all out and make it sound smooth. But I have to. I have to get me revved up. You know, for these raving reviews. 
Get me revved and ready. Uh, this is the point of the segment where I go and get some reviews. Some of the some some voice of the people, not not these corporate shills, because as we know, the repo men, mm. the all all those corporate people, they love it. They're like, oh, I love this movie. This is great, yeah. and that's great and everything. But your corporate shills who were paid off clearly, mm. so I have to get the voice, the truth, the the knowledge. The download, which would be from the people, specifically the user reviews of Rotten Tomatoes. And we're going to go through a couple of them. And just just for funsies, Sandro is going to guess yeah. what they scored them. I am. Uh, the scoring system is uh, out of 5, a 0. 0.5 to 5 is, mm-hmm. is the two ends of it. So there's 0. 0.5. You've got to be aware of them. Got to be aware of them, Sandro. Are you aware of them? I'm... I am um, aware of them, but I'm also bad at this, so I don't need to be. <laughs> well, there's some good ones this week. Uh, right. I I picked one to finish it with, and then I found a better one, and then I found the best one. Oh, okay, it's one of these weeks. That's good, because yeah, it's been yeah. a bit dry recently. So. Yeah, yeah, no, there was some great reviews for this one. So, Excellent. starting off strong, we have Tina with, well, I love this in 1984. Good to know. Uh, thanks, <laughs> Tina. Very constructive <laughs> review. Yes, but what does that mean, Sandro? Oh, I love this in 1980. Well, does that mean that Tina doesn't like it now? Or yes. has, Tina, has Tina not rewatched it and is just going off memory? Yes. And memory always is false, which yes. means it's probably more positive yes. than it should be, yes. which maybe so you- means it's five stars. So you've got you've got two spectrums here. Wh- which one are you picking? Because I know that the internet and the fact that the first thing you think someone means is usually what they mean mm. <laughs> when it comes to the internet. I don't know. I think four. I kind of want to go a full five, but mm. the, the way you said it, it didn't sound like it was all in caps. So it sounds like it's more of a four. No, it's just it's just. Uh... A flat, nicely spelled, actually. Mm, It's actually a two out of five, Sandro. Tina loved it back in the day, but really didn't hold up to her expectations. I I thought you could have picked that one up quite easily. I'm disappointed, Um, but also, just live your best life, Tina. (laughs) Yeah. So, good on you. Thanks, Sandro. Very (laughs) cool. Okay. Um, Next one is Thomas. Thomas says... Uh, sci-fi is the punk rock of cinema. I mean, that's not wrong. <laughs> it's it's not wrong. I would argue that horror is because it's more violent. Oh, that's which true. Is punk rock. Sci-fi can be violent though. It's not not always though. So and trashy. Yep. And fooled with Whereas music. horror is mm. always violent <laughs> and trashy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, especially in the eighties. All right. Look, that wasn't a positive or a negative review. <laughs> And I'm gonna go three and a half. It's five out of five, Sandra. Uh, clearly, of course it is. Well, Come honestly, on. what was the name of the person who Thomas. reviewed it? Thomas is living his best life, yeah. and I'm here for it. And I got it wrong, but Thomas got it right. <laughs> yeah, it's five. I did. Sci-fi is the punk rock of cinema. Come on, five out of five. It's true. Obviously, it's true. All right, Blood Marsh <laughs> nice. says. What can I say about Repo Man? Wow. 
you can say a lot more than that. How about something that's actually a review? <laughs> it All says, right? what can I say about quotation marks, repo man, question yeah. mark, quotation marks, wow. Okay. Is that a good wow or a bad wow? That is the question. Mm, would you have two five out of five star reviews back to back? Would I? Yes, you would. It's five out of five. It's 1.5. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, Blood Marsh, not a fan. The oh. Blood Marsh was just <laughs> living their best life. Living their best life. <laughs> Good on them. In the Blood Marsh. Um, all right. Well, I think I think I think we could all relate to this next one. Jeff. Yeah. Old Jeffy boy. His name is Jeff. Jeff. Uh, he spe- he says a well-spent few hours of my wasted youth. It's only an hour and a half. <laughs> So first of all, this review's wrong. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe to him it felt like hours. That sounds like a one and a uh, two. I'm going to go two. It's five out of five. Oh, what? <laughs> a well-spent few hours of my wasted youth. The, maybe he rewatched um, it, Sandro. Did you think yeah. of that? Well, that's what, what, what I thought is like wasted youth. I wasted so much time watching this. What's wrong with me? No, nope. but it's not a well-spent hours of his wasted youth. Well, I mean, you say that your youth was wasted, but if you watch this a lot, you were living your best life. <laughs> no. Why is this a thing, Sandra? I don't know. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> All right, Gavin. Gavin. Okay, you should get this one. You should get this one. You always uh, say that. Ga- Gavin says, uh, bad... But not, but in a not so bad way. Well, already it's going to be below two point five. Mm. I think two is it. I'm going to get two. It's two out of five. Well oh, done, boom. Sandro finally gets a point. And now I'm living my best life. Yeah, now and if you're whoever living. wrote that review, thanks. Go Gavin. screw them. No, uh... <laughs> go live your best life. All yeah. right. <laughs> Drew. Now, this is a good one. Drew says, I give this a 92 out of uh, A minus. Or, or, or alternatively, he says, I give this a 92 slash A minus. I see what you did there. Very clever. I like it. 4.5. Yeah, well done. 4.5. That's two points for me. Yeah, two points, two points so far. Okay. We have uh, one of the ones that I was going to end it with, which was uh, Ian. Mm-hmm. Says uh, a load of effing nonsense, really. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, not but not wrong. also, you're wrong. <laughs> Except he didn't say effing. It's probably one, isn't it? It's two point five. Yeah, Ian, you're living your best life. I disagree, Ian. You don't get a pass. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, Gordon says inexplicably awesome. Yeah. yeah, Gordon is living their best life, and Gordon life is an of absolute. a Rebo man is always insane. <laughs> so good. Ah, uh, Gordon is a legend. Okay, but I just have to stress how long this year is. How he many? It expects to be awesome. Then has about ten Y's. Oh yes. Ten E's, ten A's, and then fifteen H's. That sounds like a 5 out of 5 review. It's a 5 out of 5. There we go. Perfect. And then finally, the two ones that we're ending on, we have uh, Ainsley, who says, What a mess. 
What a likable mess. Yeah. Probably the one I agree with most. Okay. Likable mess. That sounds, that sounds like a 3.5, I think. Oh, you were very close. It was a 3 out of 5. Yeah. Ah, probably okay, what okay. I would rate it as well. A good mm. 3 out of 5. Yeah. And then, finally, Janetta says, This is an oldie, but a goodie. Oh, it's one. It's a number one fan. Yeah, number one fan. Except this came out in 2012. Doesn't matter. Number review. one fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's their name? We're gonna put their name on some merch. Yeah, Janetta. <laughs> Janetta, number one yep. fan. Number one fan, or possibly just using the old phrase that we stole our name from. If you're listening to the podcast, Janetta, send us your address, and I'll send you that copy of Lassie I've been trying to get rid of. <laughs> Number one fan. Yeah. I've got to say five out of five. It's five out of five. Of course it is. It's an ollie, but a goodie. And that's, of course, what we have to end it on. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this longer episode, this uh, double episode. Double episode. Pretty long. Double. We only spent like 15 minutes on Spinal Tap. But yeah, Yeah, double episode. Uh, If you like the show, as always, links to all our stuff in the description. You can get in touch. You can uh, recommend it to a friend. You can review us on iTunes. It always helps out. Mm. I think there might even be uh, some stuff in the works to review us on other apps like Spotify or Pandora. Whatever app you listen to us on, there might be something to review us there. So if you do, send us that review via email, oldiebuddygoodypod at gmail.com. We'll read it out. There we go. Zach, you're picking next week's episode. All right, all right, all right. What are the options? Can you tell me the options that will be for next week's episode? I'm sure it'll be a movie just as good as these ones. You got four picks. Oh, four four picks. picks. Uh, This movie might not be as good as Mm -hmm. the other two, but the title certainly is (laughs) pretty incredible. It's called uh, Mike's Murder. Okay. It's about a um. It's about a bank teller who Mike. somehow creates an incident where um her lover dies <laughs> by murder, perhaps. Yeah, it's Mike, and he gets murdered. <laughs> wow, it's amazing! It's all I could find about that movie. Yep. Anyway, you've also got the Hotel New Hampshire. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a comedy focusing on Ooh. a family full of many different personalities, and they all have to get along and run a hotel. Aww. It's just a regular rom-com. Yep, you've got Splash, which if you're going, hey, that name sounds familiar, it's because it's got the girl from Reckless in it. Oh. Um, it's Tom Hanks. He falls in love with the girl from Reckless, who is a mysterious woman, and uh, she's a mermaid. What? Yeah, uh, she's a mermaid. Alrighty then. It's directed by Ron Howard, who did Solo and other films that are good oh. that aren't Solo. Um, wow. Whoa. Take of that what you will. I think uh, I think you mean including Solo, a well, great was, movie. It was okay. <laughs> a fantastic piece of cinema. Uh, and then your final your final pick is Children of the Corn. What? It's an adaptation of a Stephen King short story. A couple, they go to a town, okay. and in the town, there's only kids because they killed all the parents, and also they worship corn. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Wait, so, oh, so this is a Stephen King story? 
It's such a Stephen King story. Yep. If you look at the poster, it says Stephen King's Children of the Corn. That's the official title. Oh, wow. Yeah, they really yeah. sold that one hard. It's a real Stephen King story. Wow, that sounds good. So you've got Children of the Corn, Kids Worship Corn. You've got the Hotel New Hampshire. Mm. Just people running a hotel. Yep. You've got Mike's Murder. Honestly, I have got no idea. Yeah, and I you've got we'll Splash, Tom Hanks Loves the Mermaid. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we've got some choices here, because... That mermaid one sounds interesting, and it'd be good to see the actor again, see how they do, you know, get a comparison from the different one. Also, Tom Hanks doing trash sounds funny. Yeah, no, that does sound rather funny. <laughs> Although, Sandro. <laughs> oh no, don't you pick Mike's Murder. It's called Children of the Corn. No, no, we're not going Mike's Murder, we're going Children of the Corn. That one sounds great. I don't know, something about it. Just okay. the whole... D- murdering all the parents and everything. I don't that know. That does mean that there's going to be a lot of child actors. You do know that, right? Oh, oh, I didn't think of that. Well, let's hope it'll be good. All right. I mean, look, we've had a lot of good movies. Let's. We haven't had any good horrors. None. Mm. Yeah, we haven't done like corny horror. Corny. No. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be making that pun a lot next week. Absolutely not. I will um, endeavour to never make that joke. Yeah, look, we did Brain Scan, that was bad. Yeah, but enjoyable. And then I watched a Nightmare in Elm Street film and you watched a sci-fi film that wasn't horror. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we've done. We need to get some more horror in here. Alright, Children of the Corn. Absolutely. Alright, let's end it with our favourite quote. Yep. Uh, from The Man of Repo, mm-hmm. mine would be, Oh, oh I've been shot. I know that a life of crime led me it to be in this sorry state, but yet I blame society. Society's fault. And I'm bleeding out on the floor of a convenience store after shooting people. Uh-huh. How about this? Come on, come on, come on, Duke. Come on, let's go do some crimes. Yeah, let's go get sushi and not pay. <laughs> Whoa, hardcore punk. Whoa. So- Punk and it's also reckless. It's a good. It's reckless. Oh, I love things that are reckless. Just so reckless. You know what's also reckless? Uh, Ending the podcast right here. Yeah, we should end. But I'm not gonna. (laughs) So reckless. Reckless. (laughs) Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.